and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and I'm with Logan Noblin tonight. Josh is out. Uh, Logan, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Kirk. Uh, I feel like it's a good luck charm every time you have me back where uh, we got something to celebrate. Are you are you trying to like get your way onto the show permanently? I, I'm, I'm just is? saying I'm perfect 2-0. Oh. Yeah, maybe it's a coincidence. <laughs> right. I don't know if Josh is, is ducking me or what, but uh, yeah, man. Uh Game in hand, six points on Austin and Philadelphia, yeah. uh, and apparently a DP on the way. <laughs> right. As if the three-man sub, which subbed off Opoku and Vela for Bale and Rodriguez, wasn't enough. Yes, another DP inbound. Uh, DP forward, that is. And Dennis Boanga. Boanga. I'm saying Boanga for now until I get corrected, but I, was gonna uh, let I don't you know go if anybody's first, got uh, the correct pronunciation yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, reasons to be excited. I, I don't know if I expected Brian Rodriguez to find himself at the bottom of the uh, forward depth chart, but yeah, Buanga coming in. I think he had some good stats and some decent stats in League One. What looks like nine goals, six assists last year, uh, seven goals, four assists year before. It looks like an yeah, athletic guy. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we're not hurting for attacking talent right now, so it's pretty low risk. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, LAFC four one winners over RSL. Um before really great goals, all for different reasons. It starts off with a Chicho back heel off of a off of a set piece, like a kind of a ball bouncing around uh off a set piece and he back heels it into the corner. Then a Kellen Acosta screamer, then a very mundane <laughs> a very mundane looking in this game. Uh Finish from one touch finish from Chicho off a off a great turn run and cross from Mopoku. And then Gareth Bale just crucifying Justin Glad. <laughs> um just oh so good. Justin Glad is one of those guys where it's like he's one of those homegrown players that I'm just tired of MLS fans raving about. And I to be fair, they haven't done it in a while. Like it's been, it's been obvious for a while that he's not that guy. But it's like I get so tired of hearing about, oh, this guy needs to get called up by the USMNT, and it's like, nah, he's not, he's not gonna. So to see him against like a proper international player like Gareth Bale, just have his soul eaten was just fantastic. It was as a LEFC fan, as exciting as I was as a US fan, that was that was some terrifying. Terrifying stuff to watch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he just he just ran around the team and then just cut inside the other half and yeah, put in the post and yeah, man. I mean, he is he is something else. You can see that uh, Real Madrid talent is yeah next to Justin Glad. It, it really stands out. It's there. There's there is a significant difference. Yeah, uh, me and my kids. Well, I'm so me, my wife, and and my kids are actually going to the Wales game um, in Qatar. Uh, and my kids are so pumped <laughs> to see Gareth Bale. More so now, we got the tickets before he came, and then anyway, so uh, they're they're pumped for many reasons, and also, like you said, worried uh, about the whole <laughs> ordeal. But um, anyway, so yeah, just a a great game. I thought RSL did a did a good job of um, going after LAFC tactically, and they were able to weather the storm. They in the first half really stretched stretch LAFC vertically, not, not in Burhalter's way of like, I want vertical wingers that run in behind. Like they just literally stretched them in possession 
and had so much depth to their formation that I felt like there was always a pocket of space in between Escobar and Vela, um, which is a great, it's a great way to go about attacking LAFC, especially if Sifu's not going to get back. And I feel like that was a halftime adjustment that they made where mm-hmm. you'd see Sifu pick up runners so Escobar could stay more compact in the back line in the second half. Um, but yeah, whether the storm gave up one goal, um, came out with a big win. Uh, did you, did you, any like major things you saw tonight or things that you wanted to point out? Yeah, I thought the, the opening 15 minutes, I mean, you know, three goals in the opening 15 minutes was a little more hectic than our usual yeah. pace. Yeah. And I thought the Salt Lake did something interesting on, on their goal. I think it was, what was it? 15, 10th minute, something in there. Uh, and we were in our normal four, three, three, and they, it looks like we're playing some sort of four, four, two, uh, and their interplay between their fullback, their left fullback, the left midfielder and the left center midfielder, it kind of it, it pulled Escobar forward yep. and their midfielder darted in into that space behind him and Sifu did the right thing, cutting back to cover for him. Uh, but I don't think Escobar got in far enough to block it off that space that Sifu was supposed to be in. Cause it was too easy for salt lakes left fullback to just run into that space, right? Yeah. Where Sifu was and then played into the number nine. Maybe Mario should have been marking him a little tighter, but I mean, it's, a I great feel, finish. I feel like, yeah, I definitely feel like Mario was at fault at least partially for that goal. Um, because he just loses his marker. Like he's just, he was just never tight enough. Right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I think also it's, uh, I think this is one Ilya too. Ilya should have he. I think Ilya passes him off as he's going in. Am I thinking of the right? I, I might think be you're thinking right. of a yeah, different, of a different play. Really in the picture. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I feel I, like I he, like he comes gonna... off of Mario's back shoulder, right? And he's just like mm-hmm. not even paying attention to him as he gets played in behind. So. Mm-hmm. And Chiellini's dealing with the other striker up there, yeah. so it's yeah. sort of Mario's to deal with. But yeah. I felt like after we scored that uh, that first goal, we sat back. A little bit. We weren't. I mean, uh, all eleven players were within thirty-five yards yeah. uh, from goal at that point. I felt like we we're sitting off, and uh, Escobar was sitting off a little bit, and then Mario was sitting off a little bit. And and after they scored the goal, we started stepping up a lot higher again. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, you know, you'd think if you're sitting back, that'd be a little sturdier to more more sturdy defensively but actually when we started pushing out and getting into our normal press all, all of a sudden those chances evaporated and it led to a more bur- boring end of the first half but you know we kind of get them into that dolo vice and yeah just start moving it around and suffocating them and then the second half here the goals come yep yeah, I you know chicho almost gets on the end of a handful of counterattacks. he gets hauled down multiple times and I feel like when you when you press, especially against a team that is stretching you vertically like that, they have to make longer passes. So if you can intercept a pass, and our midfield did a good job of that, like there's going to be plenty of space for Chicho to get in behind. They have their keeper all the way out. I mean, he almost gets the keeper from midfield. Uh, then he, he goes for a chip, and that's that's blocked too. I mean, good performance from their keeper. Um, did I hear right that they traded David Ochoa away for to to DC? Yeah, yeah, something happened there. He <laughs> it didn't look like he was going to play anytime soon, and uh, it seems like a locker room issue. I, I don't know exactly yeah, what happened, yeah. but yeah, mm. he's he's out. Um, 
so yeah, it was a good performance from their keeper, all things considered. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, LAFC just kind of look unstoppable. Um, there's, there's not a whole, you know, I feel like Escobar, we talked about it, Escobar doesn't close down the, the initial runner. Mario loses his man. Like the, those, those things are going to happen with LAFC. Like you're going to give up some boneheaded goals every once in a while. They, they got saved by the post a couple times, uh, propose off his line and shot off the crossbar from like 40 meters out. But it's, you know, there's kind of like a few, a few lapses like that, where I feel like LAFC is still capable of shutting down. But like you said, Dolo has the more, uh, you called it the Dolo vice. I kind of like that. Um, where it's, it's just hard to get out of. It's not like it was under Bob, where it's like those boneheaded mistakes are going to lead to a complete collapse. Um, they seem to be escaping <laughs> all of, all of those boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, it always feels a little more secure, right? It it never feels, even when the, you know, we're we're giving up some opportunities, you know, maybe letting a cross in, it it rarely feels out of control, like we're giving up really good chances. Uh, And it's just so secure. I mean, we're able to sub out Chiellini and put in Eddie Segura. Last year, Segura, last few years, Segura was the one who made me feel most comfortable or confident and back that he's going to clear things up. And now he's, you know, rotation option Mm -hmm. after Kalini's done playing volleyball, Uh, (laughs) which, and also, I mean, how much do you love having Giorgio Chiellini on your team? You get something every week. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like this is introducing him to a whole new set of fans who are like, just going to understand like how, how wild it is to watch him play. <laughs> you were um, talking about Chicho too. Uh, I, I, in the goal he scored, and also that shot from from half field that he took. These are all the signs of a striker in form, right? Oh yeah, I mean, he's, he's just out there brimming, having with fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I just hope this because there is that question of you know what if what happens when his form drops it'll happen eventually Hope, hopefully it's not till after the playoffs but it, it'll drop at some point uh because right now he's just red hot and when when it does you know uh same time then we have carlos vela and gareth bale and Boanga and uh goals from all over the field you're yeah <laughs> i mean I, I feel like that's one of the bigger problems like where do you how do you get all these guys on the field I feel like at some point they're going to have to go to like a four, two, three, one, just so you can have four forwards on the field. Like I, I, I don't, I, I don't really like Sifu and Ilya in that double pivot that we saw against, uh, was it club America that they played the, the three, five, two for a little bit. And it just wasn't very effective. Yeah, that, that Maybe it'll work in, in MLS. I don't know. Um, but it's hard to argue with a four, two, three, one. And, you know, take your pick of our four forwards. So uh. it, it is a little weird, right? That he hasn't tried it. I mean, I don't think we've run anything but a four, three, three. We went to a, a three back at the end of a couple games just to shut it down. Yeah. But I haven't seen him really try much of anything, but a four, three, three. I mean, I, I think, I think it, a four, two, three, one, because you're going to double pivot. I think it is a bigger, it's a bigger change. And you're also playing with a, with like a proper 10. Yeah. So it's, it's a bigger change than just, um, 
than, than it might seem. I, I honestly think they could go to 442 Diamond, uh, like a really aggressive 442 Diamond, and play just as well with almost five attackers. You put you you let Brian Rodriguez shuttle or something like that, and or you you could even have Carlos shuttle for all I care. Like they'll do the do, they'll do the job just fine. I don't know how that looks at, while pressing. Probably not great. But uh, which is likely why they'll never do it. But uh, it'd be quite the attack to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. And there's just such of a and that's the thing. How do you get all these guys on the field, especially with another attacking DP coming in? And you on the one hand, I mean, yeah, it'd be fun to see because we all want to see what it looks like. And we have all these toys. And what if we did this and brought them all in? But at this point, it's also in Dolo, I trust. I yeah, mean, no, absolutely. Look, absolutely. Whatever we're doing is working. I was worried about this game too. Uh, coming out of this Club America uh, exhibition mm-hmm. on Wednesday, uh, a lot of the guys played, but it was just a little unusual to the rhythm. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. flying out and having an away game at Salt Lake, who even after this loss, they are at ninth in the Supporter Shield standing, fifth in the West. And they are a defensive team and to go into Salt Lake uh, on a sellout crowd on a Saturday night against a defensive team coached by a defensive coach and to put in four goals and just put mm-hmm. your, you know, I think it's like 4,500 feet there too of elevation. Like, and you could <laughs> see like Chicho, Chicho went 90 tonight and he was, he was done. He was done at about 80. Um, so you could tell that was a factor as well. And it would have been an easy game to drop. And I feel like every week I'm watching the team who's behind us in the supporter shield standing. And at first it's New York and it's been Austin and it's Philly. And then and they're running into just these trap games and you drop points and this <laughs> LAFC somehow, some way every week, it's another three points. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, nothing to really complain about in this one. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and they just keep reloading. And the thing is, is like, we know LAFC announces stuff late. I doubt. I doubt there will be any more announcements at this point. It's six days after the transfer window. Well, I guess it's two days after, right? Yeah, it closed on mm-hmm. Thursday. Yeah. So t- I guess technically there could still be somebody else coming in. I doubt it. Uh, it seems like they they're in a good spot with personnel. Um, I think they have cover everywhere. You've got a hundred different forwards that you can play. You've got let's see. Is it six midfielders or five? I think it's six. I think it's five. You have Acosta, Sifu, Ilya, Blessing, and Mendez. So you got five guys that you're rotating in and out there. Um, you seem yeah. to have the fullback thing figured out with apparently Sebastian Ibiaga is the emergency right back. If Hollingshead can't go or has to play left back, um, so I mean, dude, it seems like it seems like they have all the questions answered. So full steam yeah, ahead. Yeah, and and there's no second guessing uh, John Thorington at this point. It's not right now. <laughs> not after not right this now. window. And I get everyone was asking for an attacking midfielder, and my, I mean, I, my sense is just that they were looking and it just didn't pan out. They didn't find one that really worked. Uh, it didn't work out with Adrian fine, but what one thing I did appreciate about LAFC, this transfer window is that they weren't letting other maybe bigger clubs 
push him around. I mean, they had, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, Adrian fine training and it seemed like Byron was, will they, won't they, you know, season way around they, uh, they went out and grabbed Mendez. Okay. We're good there. And that didn't work yep. out. And there was the thing with, uh, uh, Oh, what's his name? Who uh, Jesse Lingard, who was kind of playing around with MLS teams mm-hmm. to get his contract up. And yeah. It seemed like maybe LAFC was going to be involved. And no, it didn't seem like they really wasted their time there either. Uh, Mendez, I, I guess it helps clear up the midfield situation in that without him, if Ilya couldn't go, then Acosta has to come back into the six. And now we're stuck with the blessing Sifu pairing at the at the eights and midfield that's never yeah. quite worked. So we didn't get the attacking midfielder to re- replace or back up Sifu, but we got a you know, backup six so that Acosta doesn't have to drop into that void. And, you right. know, with, right. uh, <laughs> with having options like Bale and Villa and, and company, uh, it doesn't seem like squad talent is going to be an issue for this team. No, no. I, I mean, I think at this point, it's just a matter of don't just just keep. You have to stay disciplined, right? You have to stay disciplined about the approach every single week and grind it out for the rest of the time. Uh, can't let your sights get set too far ahead. So, uh, it, and in the meantime, it's going to be fun for all of us because we get to watch Gareth Bale do Gareth Bale things, and Chicho is out there clowning on people and having fun and. Uh, Vela seems engaged, even though he's not like the main guy anymore. Um, so Opoku keeps getting better every week. It seems Sifu, same thing. Uh, it's, it's a great, it's, it's, uh, it's a great team to be a fan of for sure. That may be the underrated story of the season, uh, is the, less noticed players that have turned into stars, I mean, the, the headline grabbers that LAFC have been getting, Carlos Vela, you know, he's a he's a star. People recognize him in world football. And then you add mm-hmm. Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale, and those are grabbing the headlines. But I think the and maybe the most remarkable thing about this team and what John Thornton and everyone's put in the front office put together is scouting people like Chiqui Palacios, yeah. maybe the best left back in MLS, Mm-hmm. Like, and he struggled at the beginning of the year, right? He, like, he did. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah. the player he is now. And I, I give a lot of that credit to Dolo, you know, mm-hmm. a pretty good fullback himself. Uh, but people like Cheeky, like uh, Apoku, who again he looked really, really fast, but really raw uh, the last few years, and he's turning into a star right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mario, like. Uh, Mario's so another one, yeah. I mean, you see flashes from him. It's weird to talk about like a 26, 27-year-old player like this, but you would see flashes from him. But now, like, Ilya is out there in the press saying, no, he's the he's the guy. Mm-hmm. We can play the way we play because of him, because he's so good one-on-one. It's something we've talked about on the show for ages now. But he is so good back there that they can be aggressive and just he's going to put out all the fires. So, sorry, cut you off there. No, I mean, I mean that, that's exactly it. It's it's not just the big names that the mm-hmm. club's bringing in, but it's also the these kind of lesser noticed guys that the club's finding, uh, and the fact that they're developing and growing into better players, and then being sold on. We expect for bigger fees. Uh, Fall, of course, being another one. Uh, I, I I think that's <laughs> it. Just shows that the 
the depth of the team, the the strength of the spine, and you know, there's reasons to be uh, nervous after you know we have some PTSD in the playoffs as LAFC fans, but there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic too. This is a strong squad, and it just seems like they keep racking up points every week. Yeah, I mean, and going back to the to the Bob Bradley thing, so much of what they did in 2019 felt like um a bit haphazard like in the approach it was just like overwhelming right and they would score three goals in 10 minutes and then it'd just be like doesn't really matter what else happens and i think that's why they would drop uh drop points all the time and we're at this point that's not the case it's always under control it's methodical um you can you can sense when the goals are coming you can see you like the goals actually develop now. Like even Gareth Bales, the ball goes out to the wing and it's like this long run that develops. And then once he's on the ball one-on-one, you're like, all right, well, this is this is going to get housed, right? Where so much of 2019 felt like it's going to take some magic from Carlos. It's going to, you know, a ball over the top and we'll see if we make it happen. Uh, not that the tactics were bad. It was just like there was so much like frantic attacking off of the counterattack. It was just so intense that, I feel like they would break teams open and the floodgates would open and then they'd shut again. Um, where is this just, this is just methodical and they don't drop points. They just, they don't do it. Like literally zero drop points. <laughs> so once they get the lead, it's over. Vela, I think is a good kind of marker to compare to from that, even that 2019 team, but especially the years after because you're right, it was very much Carlos and Co. You know, it was yeah, he, yeah. he was on, he was untouchable. So was LAFC. And right now, Carlos Vela, maybe he's not on quite that exact same level, but he doesn't need to be. And he's playing very well. And that's the difference: is he can be Carlos Vela, that good of a player, and has such a strong supporting cast that he doesn't need to carry the whole thing. Yeah, you see him just freewheeling, and he seems like he's having a lot of fun doing it too. Like coming back into the midfield, dribbling through guys, finding passes. He's happy when the team scores. Like he's you know celebrating, running around. So I mean, he seems like he's engaged, even though he's not on pace to score thirty four and assist fifteen. Um, but yeah, Josh and I talk about this a lot. The fact that in twenty nineteen it was. 49 goal contributions from from Vela and you know however many from Diego Rossi it was like I think he had like 18 goals that season too which is just absurd that like these two guys just had so much output and now it's like I think Chicho has nine goals maybe 10 how many does he have now uh he's got nine nine goals uh Carlos is leading the team with seven assists so, I mean, they're coming from everywhere. Sifu's the next the next leading goal scorer at six. Yeah, he's got the same amount as Carlos. Carlos Gareth has six Bale. as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, so. there's plenty of talent around him, too. Expect Gareth yeah. Bale to add some yeah. at some point. Yep. So, anyway, a ton of fun. Um, we'll just keep seeing what happens. I mean, Charlotte next week. So, should be should be shooting gallery season against, against them. Well, you never know, I guess, but... Uh, should be a fun one as well. Anything else you want to get to before we do questions, Logan? So there's been a little tactical thing I've been trying to follow. Okay. I don't know why this is just, this has become my 
my windmill. I'm going to figure this thing out one way or another. Yeah. It's hard to see on TV, but I want to, I want to see what you think. So I kept noticing, supposedly we're in a four, three, three, right. And the three mm-hmm. midfielders, uh, Ilya's the six, he's sitting the furthest back. And cause it's Ilya, you know, he, he's in my mind, maybe not the strongest defender of the three. And he's kind of more of this regista and setting the tempo and yeah. putting yeah. balls out. But I kept noticing, especially in the press defensively, he was the furthest one forward in the midfield. He's just kind of flying forward in the screen almost to the front Mm -hmm. line. And I've noticed this throughout the season. I haven't quite been able to figure out why. Uh, So I was watching for that tonight. You know, it's hard to see on TV, too, especially. It happened a couple of times tonight. Yeah. Notice it tonight. I I think it's a pressing trigger because that he's Mm -hmm. when the opposing team six is facing gets receives the ball and is facing back towards their own goal. I think that's the pressing trigger for him to come up. I also noticed later in the game that he wasn't just flying up to press the six. He was standing in front of him, shadowing him even when they were in their, their medium block. Uh, I I just think that's kind of an interesting wrinkle from Dolo in, it seems like there's a lot of these things throughout the game where the front three are very fluid or the defensive shape, uh, it, it can adjust. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of these kind of wrinkles that, that Dolo's working in specific things like that pressing trigger yeah. on the six that are, you know, it, it just pays off throughout the game. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't really put my finger on if there was a specific trigger for that. It makes, it does make sense if that is the trigger where like it's a back pass from the six and he's standing with his back, uh, to to LAFC uh, because he's playing in the same vertical channel that Ilya is, it would make sense, you know, to close that 40 yards because then what you can do is you can keep forwards, you know, two forwards. The time that I noticed it tonight, there were, happened to be two forwards that like, kind of in the half space. I don't know where the, where the third guy was mm-hmm. or who it was that was out, but um, you, you're, you can then push Ilya forward you can take if it's a long ball over the top, your center back is going to have time to come up and step on, you know, step to that ball and probably win the header against whatever forward is there. Um, but then I think what it enables your forwards to do is adjust and cover the two center backs, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you got to take those away, you got to take away those short passes and try and force the long ball into the mixer, uh, and then the other midfielders can kind of pick up whoever they need to. Um, that would be my guess is it's a way to cover the center backs and keep midfielders in there to win like a short pass into the midfield, or, you know, you, you take the gamble and say, all right, center backs are going to have to step if the ball goes all the way to the front line would be just like my first stab at it. But, uh, I do, I, like you said, it is, it is a certain level of attention to detail that, um, that is clear because it keeps happening and it's, it's different enough. Like, why is Ilya running in front of everybody? Like, why is he the pressure man? Yeah. Right. Because like you said, he's not, he's not the most defensive minded player. He's not the greatest one-on-one defender, but like, we know that his soccer IQ is there. So he's going to recognize those triggers really well. And so he can lead the press because he understands the triggers well. So I don't know. Uh, Does any of that make sense or, um, yeah, that, that was kind of the thought I had when I was thinking about it is why, 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 why would you yeah, have to run them yeah. all the way out there? But you're right. If your two eights already have their, 
you know, the whoever's in the half spaces there, let's call it two mm-hmm. tens. If your two eights are already marking them, you have four back who are probably picking up, you know, their two strikers and yeah. that's probably enough. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you end up with five in the, in uh, pressing in, in front now with Ilya thrown up there. Uh, and so if you do get that turnover, all of a sudden you already have your front five in that space and ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so just one of those things I, I didn't notice us, us, us doing that in the last couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is interesting running this four, three, three and it's high pressing and you know, you're, you're trying to get players up the field, but it feels sturdy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know quite how he's pulling it off, but you know, it's <laughs> results are speaking for themselves. It's working. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been fantastic to watch. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's do some questions here. Uh, the first one is from Tom Camilleri at Bronkfan07. To quote Josh, it's a damn good time to be an, an LAFC fan. Up 3-1, and they take out Velo, Poku, and Sifu and put in Bale, B. Rod, and Mendez. And all I could do was laugh at the shamelessness. All at once, guys. And Bale and Chicho, uh, and the Bale and Chicho goals were disrespectful. Keep it going. Um, yeah, I, this is like the most absurd... <laughs> It's like you're you're winning three to one and you sub out the wingers for like what are probably big time upgrades, right? I mean, I guess you could argue that Brian Rodriguez and a Poku, like at this point, like a Poku's been more effective this season. Um, but in terms of like raw ability on the ball, at least, like a, Rodriguez has got him beat, but like Bale is a better player than player than Vela, right? And so you're 60 minutes in and you're down three one and now it's like oh well this guy that just came from Real Madrid is now coming on so that's great yeah I think Dolo said something last I think it was Dolo said something last week about you know the higher the expectations are you know if you belly flop the bigger the splash is something like that right what are the expectations for this team I'm I want Champions League. I want the Club World Cup. I, I want mm-hmm. beating Chelsea. Uh, yeah, this this roster they put together is ridiculous. And this game on Wednesday with Club America, I well, I, I honestly wasn't uh, as a LAFC fan wasn't too excited about it because it's a yeah. game in the middle of the week that's taken away from your preparation for when we're trying to win the Sporter Shield and all of this. Honestly, once the game started, it was you know watching the fireworks coming from thirty two fifty two and SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium. It was it was fun stuff, and uh, to think that League's Cup tournament is a real trophy is coming next year. Yeah, uh, we have we have a Supporter Shield, we have an MLS Cup. We're still in the running for. We could be in the Concacaf Champions League next year. I mean, the expectations for this team are through the roof. But like Josh said, yeah. it's a good time to be an LAFC fan. Yep, yep. All right, next one, Alistair Christie. Uh, why did the RSL keeper look like he'd been on a three-day drink a drug bender? And I mean before all the goals. Uh, I have no idea. Um, but there's other people commenting below Alistair saying that he, they, confirming this. Uh, I have no idea. Don't know the guy. Uh, <laughs> I'll do some digging. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. If, you're, if you had to, uh, you know, stand in front of Carlos Vela and, Gareth Bale and Chicho all night. I'd, I'd look a little shook. Too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one, Mike Oxlong at three deuce, five deuce. 
Rumors are that Club America are still pursuing B-Rod. The transfer market closed for us, but I heard we can still sell players abroad and sign free agents. Yes, the Liga and Mackey's window doesn't close to like, I think, September or something, like first week of September. Uh, so we can still move a player. He can still go register with a new club because that league's transfer window is still open and we could sign free agents, yes. Do you guys think this is a move bound to happen with the new DP coming in? If not, who is the starting 11 coming playoffs? Uh, I think this is definitely a possibility. I think LAFC want to move him. What I keep being told is that uh, Dolo is advocating to keep him, um, but like they're ready to move him. I think if they get a good enough offer that they will, but they're going to, you know, they want big money. I, I think who was, uh, was it Flamengo that came in with it? Yeah. They wanted a loan and LAFC right. wanted to sell him out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Do you think he could be on the move here? He's going to go at some point, yeah. but there's no, from LAFC's perspective, there's no rush, right? Because you're, the transfer window is closed. You're not getting another DP. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're picking up a free agent from within MLS, but you should probably say they don't need one <laughs> really. Like, I think one. they'll be fine, yeah. but it's, yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to go at some point, but I think you're right. I think they're going to wait for the right offer. And whether this is this window or next window, it's not bad having Brian Rodriguez as your fifth string attacker. Yeah. When you need him. Uh, Or it's uh, it's also not bad having clubs in Brazil and Spain and Mexico all bidding on the same player uh, and just saying, you know, we're going to hold him and we'll sell him in the, we'll sell him in the winter. (laughs) You guys can come back around with a better offer. Right. So, and there is the question of, uh, you know, you don't want to be Mex. Don't uh, fix what's not broken. You know, yeah. uh, you don't want to yeah. uh, bring in a DP. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we used that last spot and mm-hmm. not just let it sit there. Um, but we don't, you know, th- there is also that concern about bringing in too many people and moving on too many people and messing with the recipe. And so, you know, I'd say there's no pressure if you're, if you're waiting yeah. for a better offer, if, then they can do it. And if Palmeiras wants to buy them or, Team X Club America wants to pay the right price, then it's not a big downside either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Starting 11 come playoffs. This is an interesting question. Um, because Gareth Bale came here to prepare for the World Cup, and he's not going to do that in 30 minute cameos. It's just that's, that's not why he came. I do think Bale is going to be a 60 minute player here before too long, and then a close to 90 player you know, in, in about a month and a half, really gearing up for the World Cup. So I think Bale is a starter. I think uh, Chicho is probably a starter because I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. Um, and then you'd have to say it's Vela, right? And one of those guys is going to have to play on the left wing as a traditional winger. Um, I don't know who that is. And as you mentioned earlier too, like that, that front three can be so fluid, it doesn't really matter. It could end up being Chicho on the left wing, which I don't personally like. I think I'd rather see Vela move over there. Um, and then the midfield, I think you saw the starting midfield tonight, Ilya Acosta and, and Sifu. And then you saw the starting back four as well. So, I mean, I, I think it's really just a question of who starts at forward. I, do you agree with that? Do you have any other changes that you would make or that you think might happen? No, I think you're right. I think tonight we saw the starting 11, except Bale for Apoku. Yeah, uh, I saw somebody was talking to Dolo and there's, you know, been a little of that concern. Of why isn't he starting or why isn't he playing more minutes yet? And 
And Dolo's answer last week before Seattle was in in his mind uh, and, and how they're approaching it. Gareth Bale is in, was as of last week in week three of preseason, which mm-hmm. tells me that they have, you know, a medical staff, a sports science staff that has an approach of preparing players for the season and to go yeah. 90. And there's, it takes a specific amount of time. And Gareth mm-hmm. Bale's time started when he arrived there. And it indicated to me that they have a plan for integrating him in, uh, you know, in a smart way. Uh, and in a way that, you know, the thing about Seattle that they've done so well so many years is they start the season like trash because they know that those points at the beginnings don't matter if your goal is to win MLS Cup. Yeah, if you don't care about supporter shields, then it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. And so they would hit their form going in towards the end. You could just see them building steam, mm-hmm. and then they were at their peak performance going into playoffs. And if that's the plan for Gareth Bale to have him hitting his peak performance going into playoffs, which I assume is what he wants because he wants to be hitting that yeah. sort of form going into the World Cup, uh, again, that gives me nightmares as a U.S. fan uh thinking about my boy, Anthony Robinson, but as an LAFC fan thinking about playoffs, that's just fine with me. And it seems like we're doing okay right now, you know, picking up points, having him as a super sub. So, uh, you know, and Dolo, I trust. Yep. 100%. All right. Next one. Uh, Justin 33 W buckle up boys and girls is going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah. It already is. Right. Uh, it's, it's been great. It's going to be great. Um, hopefully, it's not too bumpy along the way and it all ends where we hope it does. Uh, next question at, um, this is Al Hopkins at Culver city. Al bail for Vela Rodriguez for a poku seems unreal that we wouldn't start bail, but I feel like that's the most lethal sub ever. How will this problem become a good one, uh, for us and not cause problems? Plus Dennis is incoming. Holy heck. Yeah. If it's a crazy sub to have, but I, I do, I do think with his at least stated intention of getting ready for the World Cup that he's going to have to be a non-sub. I think you're 100% spot on. on they're going to bring him along slowly because the thing, Wales hasn't been to the World Cup since I think 1964, right? So like Bale himself has to be careful like not to overdo it and get injured. Um, so I think this is all part of the master plan here is to like, bring him along at the right speed, ensure 100% that he's not only in good form, but that he's completely healthy. So uh, they'll probably have him peaking right at the, right at the end. Like you said, and I can, um, I can almost guarantee you that was part of the pitch to Gareth Bale. That brought oh, him here absolutely. Too. If he's playing for Cardiff and the championship, that is not the kind of season that he's having. No, he's going to get, he's going to get wrecked. Kicked. Week in, <laughs> week out. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Uh, at Yo-Yo Torre 66, why did Chiellini use his hands? MLS is calling for a red. Was it a red? Um, FRSL as well. Uh, <laughs> he used his hands because he's a savvy player, and Chiellini does not care at all. Uh, anybody calling for a red is wrong. There, Mario's about 10 yards behind the play. He's central, but it's not It's not a dog so because he's, he's back there. He's got plenty of cover. Um, so the yellow is the right call. <laughs> it's just one of those Luis Suarez, Chiellini, like it's like one of these plays that you're going to get with these guys. I, I, I realize that I should not bring them up in the same, 
in the same breath, uh, <laughs> considering one of them bit the other one. Um, but yeah, this is one of those things that you get. It's it's the darkest of arts. So there you go. It's a it's a professional foul, right? It's like when the guy's running in yeah, behind you, absolutely. it's not one on one with the goalie, and you decide just to grab him because you know the exchange is a yellow. And yeah. this is kind of a, I mean, it's funnier because he's jumping up and volleyball spiking it. So it looks <laughs> a little sillier, but it's the same thing. It's not a red. Yeah. It wasn't it, a it, oh, 100% opportunity. right. This, that's yeah. an excellent point. It really is the same thing. Um, yeah. And I don't know. He looked a little, I, I, everyone on the camera was laughing in the stands yeah. and on yeah. the field. And Keelan just looked a little bemused. Like, why, <laughs> why is everyone freaking out about this? <laughs> It's because you're Giorgio Chiellini and you're in here just, you know, yeah. and smacking the ball down. My, my <laughs> favorite thing is the camera panned to like some RSL fans and they're all like, it's like, you know, these 16 year old kids and they're all, they all have like Italy Chiellini jerseys <laughs> and they're holding them up and like laughing and like having a great time, even though he just like killed their attack. Like that's what people love about it. Well, one of the many things they love about him, but anyway, uh, last one here is from Jeff talk. This is a great question. Um, what's our biggest weakness? I'm going to let you have the first hack at this one. All right. So there's two things that I've been thinking about that I, I guess I've been most worried about. And one is what happens if a midfielder gets injured? Cause yeah. we've been talking about this for a while that if we do not have Ilya or Costa Sifu, that we just don't look the same. Mm-hmm. And maybe Mendez, Acosta, Sifu would be okay. We haven't really seen it yet. Uh, I think that was the smart thing about bringing Mendez in. But if it doesn't, you know, that that is a big concern. If one of them goes down, this team looks a lot different. I think the second concern is you just by the nature of the way that we play by with the press, by pushing so far up, by relying on the back four to handle uh, a long ball over the top. It puts a lot of pressure on that back line, especially with the fullbacks coming up. We saw it tonight on that first RSL goal, like mm-hmm. we were talking about when Escobar's a little up and now the, the defensive rotations don't quite work out. Uh, and so there is the concern of if Mario has an off night, which he had last weekend against Seattle, uh, fortunately didn't end up costing us points, but you know, he, he, maybe had some liability tonight on RSL's goal. So, you know, what if Mario has a, one of those moments, give up a goal and Chicho isn't on fire? You know, there are some vulnerabilities mm-hmm. there, but even as I'm saying this, you know, I'm kind of nitpicking. He had that moment last week and we still beat Seattle at home 2-1. We're, yeah, yeah. Th- these are the kind of criticisms that I can find at this point. Yeah, uh, LAFC is good for two goals a game, Mike. So... Going all the way back to June 18th, so after the international break, uh, they had a game against Seattle, that first game back, where they scored one goal. And then they, let's see, in July they had one game where they only scored, uh, well, they were shut out against Vancouver, and then all the other games were multi-goal wins. And then so far... They went scoreless against Club America and then scored four to nine. So they do they do score enough goals, right? They, like they they're they they're good for two goals. It doesn't always feel like that. I 
that's one of my concerns is like, sometimes I do feel like if a team dropped two goals on LAFC, which is not easy to do, then they would have a hard time clawing back because there's not always, there's not always a ton of goals in the game for LAFC. Um, but they're very consistent with getting, with getting two goals. Um, that being said, what is their biggest weakness? I think, I think you're right that it is the midfield depth still. Mendez helps for sure, but you don't have another player similar to Ilya, just in the same way you didn't have another player that was similar to Atuesta, right? And once he was gone, it was like so many warts were exposed with, with K and Blessing, right? All of a sudden it was like, this team cannot create goals anymore because we can't link up passes in the midfield. There's no combination play. I think Sifu and Acosta are much better uh, about that than K and Blessing, certainly. But like you said, if you lose Ilya, Mendez is not the same. He's not the same kind of player. Um, and even Acosta moving back, I don't. I think that. I mean, maybe that would be the move. I don't know. But I even Acosta is not the same player. So. Um, I, I do think that's that has the potential to be the Achilles heel. But if there's a biggest weakness for sure, I but this seems like a cop out. I think it's going back to like they can they can give up a boneheaded goal easy. And so let's say you have two of those mistakes from Mario in a night, which happens, or you know somebody gets by Ilya again and puts it in the back of the net, or Cropo was off his line, he got caught out and saved by the crossbar. Like there are there are plenty of mistakes made tonight. And they just didn't get punished for it. Um, that's where I worry. Like teams jump on top of LAFC, especially in the playoffs, and then you can't claw your way back because they're just going to pack it in. Um, it'll be tough to do that against LAFC's attack now, but I, I think those are the two: midfield depth and just not getting caught making bad mistakes. So, yeah, and that's sort of uh, kind of the kryptonite for the you know, dolo suffocation, right? Because that sort yeah. of depends on controlling the game. Yeah. You know, even if you go down a goal, you can still sort of control your pit. But, well, it, it gets tougher when you go down because then you're not deciding, you don't have the opportunity to say, okay, we're going to hold back and kind of kick it around and keep it zero, zero and build pressure. And they come out yeah. in the second half yeah. when you know, you need to chase a goal. So I think you're right. Just, you know, soccer, soccer, you can give up a goal at, any time and just, you know, think a set piece on the 10th minute and now you're down one, nothing and you have mm-hmm. to change your approach. But it's like how the, ga- that's like the galaxy formula for beating LAFC, right? Every time get an early goal. And the, like the old Mike Tyson quote about everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, a galaxy against LAFC punch first. <laughs> that's the way, that's the way it is. Right. And that's why that series is so lopsided uh, because they actually care about that one. But anyway, don't need to talk about them today. Uh, not in playoff contention, LA Galaxy. So Ricky Puig's gonna turn it all around. That's what I'm here. It's an interesting move, man. I don't, I don't know how he's gonna fit in that four four. Granted, he's not coming till next year. Maybe Vanny has a different. Maybe he has him plans on how the midfield's gonna change. But I don't think he's gonna be enough to to push him over the top. Really, I don't know what what happened to them today. Three two with Vancouver. Does it feel San like the Jose, wheels coming up? San Jose. Does it feel like the wheels coming off a little bit? I, I don't know. Like Wait, you said, do we, they play? Yeah, until we can't. Until we beat them. Uh, uh, San Jose, I'm sorry. Uh, no, they played Kansas City. Oh, that's Austin, right. Austin played San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That uh, yep. that Kansas City fan on Twitter, I'm happy for him. He yeah, yeah. Had, had something cheered up. Yeah. 
All right, Logan, thanks so much for joining. Uh, go ahead and plug yourself and let, again, let people know your Twitter handle, where to find you. Kirk, thanks for having me back, man, at La Banda Popular. Uh, yeah. I'll, you know, we'll be back. We've got Charlotte next week. and uh, Yeah, apparently we need to have you back on the better. show to guarantee that win, huh? Hey, I'm just saying, 100% ratio. <laughs> It's not easy to bat a thousand. <laughs> All right. You can follow the show at counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey. We will see you. Well, not see you, but we will talk to you all after the Charlotte game. Good night. Good night.